0: Hosting a podcast is so time-consuming and can feel really overwhelming between scheduling, recording, planning, producing, and publishing. So when I heard that serial podcaster Theodora Voss batch recorded a whole series, I had to have her on the show to share her batch recording secrets so you can meet your goals, become more productive, lean into creativity, all while managing your energy and motivation. So let's take a listen. So, hey, welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility, authority, and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts, including myself, (laughs) who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's dive in. Hey, guys, I have a serial podcaster on And when I chatted with her a while back, I couldn't believe how she's like, oh, I've got my whole season done and recorded. And I'm like, what? (laughs) It was crazy. So I had to have her on uh, Theodora, who's a coach and a serial podcaster. I had to have her on the show to figure out what is her process and what are her secrets so that you can bang out a season (laughs) early in a year. That's insane, Theodora. Thanks for joining. Absolutely. Thank you for having me so let's uh backtrack a little bit so how long have you been podcasting for and uh, why'd you even get into it
1: yeah so I've been podcasting for three years and like many people it was a pandemic passion project um my background in school was communications and social media math media um but I had wanted to do like the journalism piece and I just never went that route and so um Radio, you know, I, it was always yeah. kind of in my mind. So I did a lot of, I wanted to do a lot of radio. I did a lot of videos, a lot of audio work in college. Um, and so when I got the opportunity to podcast, um, it was actually a really interesting story how I met my podcast producer. Um, I used to do financial services. I was a coach in that realm for a while. Goodness. And um, I was training one of my one of my trainees and I met uh, uh one of her friends, like mutual friend <laughs> through the training process. And I found out what he did. And I was like, that's super cool. I didn't even realize- there was this whole world, you know, yeah. uh, for people looking to have their podcasts produced and just kind of started from
0: there. That's awesome. Yeah. Now you've had, why have you had so many podcasts, which is super amazing. I don't see that very often, like where there's like different kinds of podcasts versus someone that has a podcast and they've had it for like forever. Um, mm-hmm. It's a unique approach. Can, I, can you talk about that? Yeah,
1: well, I think that um, the biggest thing is that with um, my experience in that realm is that it's helped me niche down even further. So yeah. I had a passion project. The first one was the miseducation of masculinity. And I just saw the way that men were being treated. And even though I had been through a divorce myself, I was just kind of like, just some of the things that we talked about or the toxic ideas about masculinity. Um, I really wanted to give men a voice through that nice. podcast. Um, and so it was a passion project at first. It wasn't really like something that I connected to business or to, you know, just, I yeah. just really wanted to do that. And then as I started uh, kind of niching down further, uh, and that's one thing podcast helps is, is niching down. Um, so I got rid of the Miss Education Method. Mathemat- well, it's still out there, but I got, yeah, yeah. you know, I stopped hosting that podcast for a little bit. And I started hosting Single or Divorced because I had gone through a divorce and I was like, okay, I think it's time to talk about something that's a little bit more relevant to me. And I also stopped finance and finally like heard the messages. So I'm a big believer in God and uh, (laughs) he was kicking me and nudging me towards coaching. I didn't want to do it. And so finally, that was kind of like me saying, okay, I'm focusing specifically on relationship coaching through that podcast. And so that's kind of been the approach And now I've refined my message even more to become a breakup coach. And so the new podcast will be breakup with. And I think that podcasting has really helped me niche down. So that's kind of where that started. That's interesting. Um, Yeah. And then corporate podcasting, obviously, because people knew that I I podcasted, I was able to pitch myself and, you know, um, host podcasts for uh, some of these larger tech companies.
0: So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I know you have such a unique story. Um, And you're so right. I never really thought about it that way. So many people with podcasting, they feel like, Oh, I should just have a business podcast or it's such a broad term. Um, Mm -hmm. and like you, I've had that lesson in my business where it's like, if you niche down, you're not actually repelling people. Like you're not pushing people away. You're actually attracting more of them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, my, my business name is the boss network. That's like my LLC name. And I always kind of saw, um, my, I guess creative pursuits as like a network of or a collection of you know yeah, things oh, and so that's kind of how that derives so it, it I wanted a radio station but in like a you know digital yeah. era so eventually it'll all kind of like you know become a, a
0: an ecosystem if you yeah. will. yeah like a, a media mogul that's awesome <laughs> basically
1: <laughs> yeah you said it <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're making it happen girl Um, now let's get into some of your processes, um, because a lot of podcasters I find really struggle with the ongoing work of it, you know, interviewing, producing, whatever it is to get it out there. It can feel like a slog and, or they just get burnout or they just can't juggle all of the tasks all of the time, which I totally get at what point did you decide I'm just going to go for it and get it all done at once
1: yeah so in the beginning I was really like because I was doing episodes by myself I was so out of my comfort zone and um, I just realized okay if I don't record a bunch of episodes I am not going to produce content right Mm. and so um the first thing I did was I just, I brainstormed and wrote down so many ideas just to get myself like together. And I guess I should back up a little further. You got to know yourself <laughs> when it comes to your habits, truth. your behaviors. Yeah. So like, I know myself, um, I'm very action oriented, but when I don't have a structure and I don't have a system, I'm very unreliable. That's just
0: part of who I am. Yeah. yeah so it's I have good that you system, know yourself like that. Exactly.
1: So whenever I ask people for something, it's not because I'm trying to like haggle you or like press you, it's because I know that if I don't get this going with you, it's not gonna get done. Um and you're gonna be harassing me. So <laughs> um so I just knew I needed to like just do a lot at once. Yeah. So also I think when you do more, you are your your confidence grows. So if you're thinking about a podcast and you're not actually implementing or acting on it your your confidence is going to get lower and lower in that area and so Mm -hmm. I knew that I was really uh uncomfortable with uh doing solo episodes so I knew I needed to just keep doing more and more and more yeah uh, to kind of get out of my own way and so that's the first thing it's like a mindset thing at first it's just you you know like you're not confident in this area um you haven't really done it before you just have to like do more and more to get it out of get out of your own way is the first thing right
0: So I love that because you're conquering, you're, you're forcing yourself to like, I know the term, like be comfortable with being uncomfortable, but like, that's hard for a lot of people. It is. (laughs) And to just like do it anyways and do it a lot just to like, you know, muscle your way through it. (laughs) It takes a lot of gumption. Yeah.
1: Well, it takes that, but also having people around you. So like the name Mm -hmm. of your podcast is leverage your podcast. Um, since I have been doing podcasting, I have never edited my own shows. I have never distributed my own shows. Only thing I do is promotion, right? And talking yeah. to guests. And so I think that when you have a, a team and you have a system, you have people in place, it's very likely that you're going to be able to do more. So when I let them focus on what they do best, mm-hmm. I was able to then get into a zone where I could do what I do best and then refine my my, you know, speaking, refine my Podcasting refine my ideas and I have more time to be creative because I let the experts do yeah. what the experts to do you know so. Ain't that the truth
0: yeah mm-hmm. and it it makes it not so overwhelming and it feels more doable and then it's funny I just actually did a podcast episode solo which I don't enjoy doing but I do it anyways yeah. and I did it on like having fun in your podcast and mm-hmm. one of the things like you said is like don't do the things that you don't like only do the things that you do like and know yourself (laughs) exactly yeah yeah know yourself and trust yourself (laughs) yeah so good so when you do so you did solo episodes but you do interviews as well right yes yes yeah (laughs) so how do you because that is a lot of coordination obviously with other people and mm-hmm. so you've got. Let's talk about your podcast that's coming up. I know it's being released on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and and so you've like how much of that do you actually have done? Like all of it? Yeah,
1: I've recorded the entire first season. Um, so I'm recorded through to April, and it's a weekly podcast. So recorded to about April 18th, and then we'll take a pause and then yeah, do more batch recording during that time. Um, one of the biggest uh resources that i've uh discovered through this process of wanting to have guests is something called matchmaker.fm
0: yeah and
1: it's such a good tool you can actually um search by like location you could search by people's interests um by uh how how recently they were online offline all that kind of stuff and um you create your own show pages and you know um people can go there and people can reach out to you you can reach out to them so it's a pretty mutual type of um uh, relationship where you can get yeah. a guest or, or be a guest and so um that is has been one of the biggest resources but also social media scouring for guests and looking for people that have very similar ideas you know uh, would align with the, the podcast or the brand yeah. Um, and doing things in advance has allowed me more um freedom with people so like I knew I was going to launch the podcast Valentine's Day because that's what I did last right. year so I worked it backwards I was like okay when can I like theoretically be done recording everything by and I think we finished what like a week ago two weeks ago at this point so I started into December
0: and yeah. started recording
1: all the way through to January and we're recording every day right every single day and um, by doing that I was able to be a little bit more creative so that we're going to have an actual launch party with all the people that were on the podcast and Ooh. we're going to play games we're going to have fun virtually but it allows to create those types of meaningful relationships I've had lunches and dinners with some of the people that have been nice. on the show Yeah, and so it's just it becomes like that when you're able to do things in advance and plan, right? Um, Like right now, it's actually I'm in Austin, Texas, and if anybody remembers 2021 and the February freeze that we had, where everything was out, I lost power, water for about three weeks straight, Mm. and had I not batch recorded, (laughs) right, would have been in a really like sticky situation, you know. And so um, I just kind of think about all those things and all those aspects, Mm. like how can I allow myself kind of pivot but also to allow myself some creativity, you know, in the process. So through having like a date in mind, and when you have a deadline, you're more likely to adhere to your deadline. And when you have yeah. told people your deadline too, like I've right. gone on social media to my followers and I'm like, Hey, Valentine's day, don't forget, you know, Hey. And so, and to the people that I work with that are helping me in this process, this is my target. So help me adhere to my own target too. Like you got to have accountability you got to be willing to speak your goals out so i would start with a date in mind yeah and then work the process backwards i have a project management background so that's part of like the way way your brain brain works yeah so just start with the date in mind work yourself backwards Uh, because people when you're doing solo episodes uh, you know actually i would have to say the same is true for solo episodes as it is for episodes with people involved i mean when it's just you you can do multiple episodes in a day and that's fine um, but it takes a lot of motivation to get yourself <laughs> to it do so a does. Episode. and it takes a lot of motivation to get, you know, your people on, um, recording with you as, as a guest. And that's where you got to figure out what their motivations are. So I allow people to do podcast ad slots, which I didn't do before, but because I've had more time to be creative, I've been able to like mm-hmm. monetize in that way with ads this time around. So again, just starting with the data in mind, being able to record in advance, it gives you more flexibility in that, in that area.
0: So when you're looking at, okay, here's like season one of this podcast, so to speak.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, how are, how are you planning it? Like to think of like, okay, cause that's a lot of thinking ahead of time. Like what topics do I want? What guests do I want? Cause normally people kind of like, okay, I need, I need some new episodes releasing out. You know, Mm -hmm. I've got like a list of people that I would love to invite, but sometimes the timing doesn't always work out. They're booked out Mm -hmm. till God knows when. And for you just to be intentional with your, with your topics, like is how, where do you start? Like, how do you start planning that?
1: Yeah. So it, it depends on, you know, like, okay, if you have a business or you have a brand and you want to align your podcast to your business or your brand, I think that makes it easier because yeah. you have ideal client avatars in mind. However, I think, I don't know how many people actually do this, but because I've like gone through like actual podcast training and stuff, I've done this quite a bit where you create your ideal avatar for your actual podcast. Yes. They call it a persona in podcasting, right? Um, who you're talking to. And so having who I'm talking to down in mind really helps me when it comes to actually you know, knowing who to target. Um, and so I end up targeting a lot of stories. Right. And so I think sometimes people get really concerned about having the same type of um, topic over and over again. But mm. if you have different people from different angles, it's fine. So like I agree. the breakup with podcasts, there's like a breakup with the friendship. There's two of them that we've recorded, but it's two different perspectives, two oh, different yeah. learning outcomes and two different reasons why the relationship or the friendship, excuse me, broke down. And so I think that people get hung up on that. So one, don't get hung up on, um, you know, if there's a, a repeat topic, it's going to be a different perspective from a different person. But two, a part of my process is, because there's nothing like getting on with an awkward, <laughs> like it's not an awkward like match or it's an awkward match, excuse me, with the person that you're interviewing. I do a 30 minute connection call. Oh, I didn't okay. do that before with single or divorce, but then towards the middle of the podcast, I started doing that um because sometimes you can get on with someone and it's an awkward match and it doesn't flow and it's like like. clunky uh and I found myself sometimes dazing off at a point like (laughs) oh this is so boring but I'm like this is my well get back into it you gotta like bring it home so I would like figure out ways to like but it's more work for you yeah If you don't meet with people in advance so I do 30 minute meetings and in those 30 minute meetings it becomes very collaborative. So I have an idea in mind once somebody's reached out to me or yeah. I reach out to them and they respond. Um, but I always like to kind of make the creation process a collaborative one and then it buys your guests in a little bit more um, because yeah. they really feel like they helped create it, you know? Um, and then you can understand their motivations for being on the podcast because some people get on to actually bring value and some people get on to take and just like completely use your audience, which you should go on pod- podcasts to get more
0: visibility. yeah. But you yeah value you know but people do have different approaches
1: (laughs) yes or it's like hard selling your your products and your services and you're like okay but like how are you gonna have my audience right yeah (laughs) so um i just i like to do those 30 minute connection calls and it makes the workload easier on you and then after that 30 minute call has ended i never leave a call without um, a scheduled time. So we scheduled the podcast Perfect. time right away because, and that's a closing thing for anybody who's a coach or like business service-based business. you never leave without setting the next time you're going to meet your potential client, right? Um, and that has really helped with getting people on the books and then developing that relationship. So people aren't canceling on you at the last mm-hmm. minute, not showing up, um, you know, things like that. Also, big thing, once I schedule something, I do my hardest to keep it, um, unless something like, you know, drastic has happened, or unless yeah. the other guest has like decided to reschedule, um, because once you start getting really flexible with people about your timing and stuff, like there's some some circumstances where yes, I'll reschedule a couple times, but when you allow people to reschedule a lot, it messes up your flow, and you end up um you end up having a harder time later on. So if you have a guest that's rescheduled two or three times when it comes time for you to actually have them post the promotions, post the episode, like post the stuff that you give them. They're very likely not to do it because they're a little bit unreliable. So it's just making sure that like, Hey, the people that you're working with um, value your time and respect your time. But once you start being flexible with your schedule, it can mess up the other things you have scheduled. And so, I don't know, it's just been a good indicator. Like people that I've had to like reschedule a lot before um, have, not reposted a lot of the content that I've
0: put out there, so it's it's a really good interesting indicator. observation. Yeah, I yeah. find though too, it like you try not to judge, but in a way you're kind of like, mm. <laughs> so it like yeah, it affects the energy right between you. And yeah. I love that you do have those pre chats because a lot of people are like, oh my god, like it's so much time. I mm-hmm. i like my schedule is already so busy, but I bet like when your guests show up they feel like they already know you and like you and you've connected so you can have that deeper conversation with them and it feels comfortable and your conversation is so much more natural I think it's better for the listener it is and then if you
1: like pre-record like I record all the the connection calls Mm -hmm. um sometimes those connection calls are so good that they end up being podcast episodes because yeah because yeah like There's bits and pieces and I'm realizing this. So that's why, okay, depending on the type of podcast you have, where it's like, if it's their story versus like you're talking about a business topic, right? Yeah. I've noticed that sometimes when somebody tells you your story the first time based on what you're trying to do with your podcast, it's just, oh, like it. it Yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah, but I still think the content is very good. It's just just a little observation. So I just think it does create more of a rapport automatically with you. And they're more likely to show up to the actual recording. Um, some people have never recorded podcasts before, but they're great speakers and they just need a little encouragement. Yeah. So it's just, it gives the, to your point, it, it, it creates more of a connection and get yeah. it a little bit deeper. You can steer the conversation a certain way. Once you know yeah. things about them, you know? So, yeah.
0: I love that now. So obviously you ha- had that condensed schedule where you're recording so many in a short amount of time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you keep your motivation and your energy up because for some people like I know for me, I can't do two podcast recordings in one day. I just it stresses me out. I don't know why, but that's just me. But some people could do five in a day and they're like, yeah, am banging it out.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like how do you <laughs> h- how does it work for you? I cannot do five in a day
1: just God, no. can barely do do one in a day or two in a day, excuse me. Um because I'm an ambivert so, and I lean into my introverted energy a lot. So sometimes talking to people for a long time can like drain me too. So I do Same. get that. Yeah. Believe it or not, I know it sounds crazy. Believe it or not, when you batch record, you are able to manage your energy a little bit more because like you can set limits for like, so if you use Calendly or any other tool um, to do my calendaring and all my sites, everything is in there. Mm. Um And you can set limits on your calendar for how many you get in a day right so one of these or two of these types of meetings per day and that's a good way to do it and honestly if you stick to your schedule and then you get on matchmaker and you reach out to people consistently you will fill up your schedule yeah you will be able to balance your time but if you do that and you do want to do 10 episodes and you do that over the course of like a month you can do 10 episodes over a month without actually having to do um having to do um multiple episodes in a day so like connection calls I did all of those in December and then the books oh, okay. up for like a few and yeah. then all the recordings I actually did in January so like connection calls first that end okay now we can start recording from here to here so I kind of like set a time frame in mind um I have to maybe I'll have to share it with y'all at the end I have this overview document that I use um that has a timeline has a description has like all the like elements of what would be in my podcast yeah in there so it's like I need to have the the podcast art done by a certain time. It's actually still in progress, but need to have the podcast art done by a certain time. I need to have my um, episodes recorded. I need to have connection calls and guests scheduled by this time. I need to do da 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 da, da. So it helps me so that way yeah. I know okay if I'm working between this time frame, I don't have to do multiple episodes in a day. Um, nice. but let's say you procrastinated or you have had a lot of reschedules <laughs> or whatever has happened because things happen, right? They do. They do. Um. And what I would suggest is, if you know you're like that, have a time, well, I'm not a morning person, but if you're a morning person or if you're a different time of day person, have one in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening, yeah. have lots broken up. So that way you can manage your own energy. Yeah. Also come up with a way to cope. So like for me, I listen to music in between, or I just go close my eyes for a second. Um, Anything to like kind of decompress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I'm also, as an advert, I'm also an empath on top of that. So i have to like here take back your energy <laughs> i'll get take mine back like i kind of yes know, go back to the universe and then i take mine back you need to um, clear and then go back <laughs> exactly so you have to have to have a way to cope so if it's yeah. music for you or if it's taking a walk around the the neighborhood around your apartments, around your house um if it's taking you know lunch break like whatever it is yeah find a way to cope is writing something down like that was kind of triggering from because sometimes some of these things are triggering from these episodes um, you just write it down um, and just, you know, release it before you go into your next episode because you will carry that with you. And it, it is apparent sometimes when you're overworked from recording multiple right. episodes. And so, but yeah, and break it up into seasons. That's the other thing. So like my podcast is the first time I'm ever going weekly and I'm taking a couple of weeks in between when the last recording stops. But since I'm all the way recorded till April, I can yeah. decide when I want to start recording again, you know, so. Um, it just gives you more flexibility that's you don't have true. to stretch yourself out. Yeah. So that's how I would go about that. Just give I yourself some space and find a way to cope.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So good. And like you said, knowing yourself and understanding your limits and your boundaries and how you work so that yeah. you're not killing yourself now. Mm-hmm. So now that you've recorded them all, yeah. obviously now you've got like a few weeks to like get a lot of the stuff together for the production end of it. Or promotion end of it um do you for the promotion end of it do you outsource a lot of those pieces or do you batch task that where like one day you do it or do you do it right after you record it because it's fresh in your mind like how do you create that process
1: yeah, the promotion process I'm still working on. That part is always tricky for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> but I do have a team. So like our podcast production team now does clips of the recordings for us. Um, I also have a strategic growth partner, which a marketing strategist and business strategist. And her team looks at over the recordings and they, you know, pull clips and things that are relevant to the brand. So the strategic growth side they pull things that are related to the brand from the clips and then the podcast production side pulls things to promote the podcast
0: right.
1: so two different you know two different uh um points and then as far as like the show notes the blogs i i shared with you that i started using cap show uh yesterday and yeah. i literally wrote was able to write let's see show notes blog posts, linkedin posts articles captions um in literally like an hour, That's for insane. about four episodes, it's crazy. It's yeah, so crazy. Yeah, so I think that is definitely um, doable. So I haven't figured out quite yet a process for it. What I do have is I have a spreadsheet of like, you know, this is the episode. This is the date is coming out. Um, this is the guest name. Has the show notes been written? Check. Yeah. Has the promotion been completed? Check. Has it been sent to them? Check. 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 All the way along the the lines of the process um don't have a good system yet for that. Everything is a work in
0: progress, girl. It's like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Once I find what works promotionally, um, I will. But so like for instance, I have at least tools though. So I have this tool called Metrical. And Metrical is pretty affordable, pretty great. And you can schedule TikTok posts, LinkedIn posts, YouTube posts. Um, you can schedule what else, Facebook posts, Twitter posts. You can also take the link from your blog and put it in into the dashboard so you can track all of your metrics in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though I don't have everything like figured out completely for promotion, I could still just upload it once, yeah. you know, the episode's coming up, you know, um, like I think it's going to be different this time around because it will be an extended promotion time where it's like, okay, we have an Instagram, we have the TikTok and the YouTube shorts, that's like the immediate promotion. Yeah. Then you have like the actual blog post that goes with the podcast episode. Then you have the linkedin article so it'll kind of be like a drip this time around so i'm still figuring the promotion part out but that's recording i have (laughs) down
0: yeah yeah that's awesome i know and a lot of people don't realize how many moving parts there are Mm -hmm. with a podcast right so are you obsessed with spreadsheets like i am (laughs) yeah i
1: am so i'm a google sheets I, i used to contract over there so i'm a google sheets like fanatic and um yeah, Google Sheets, Google Docs, Google Slides, all, like all of that. And everything's smart. So you get, you know, it's, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're Upside. speaking my language. <laughs> yeah. you and, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and you know what? Some of the good project planners are Asana and Monday.com. I really like Asana because I use that a lot. But
0: yeah. Monday is kind of what
1: I've um, rolled over to recently. But there's a lot of good project planners too that can are... help you.
0: Yeah, I have uh some clients that use Asana, which I quite like. I use Teamworks because it rolls over to QuickBooks, but oh, okay, it has I time trackers.
1: Know. Oh, okay, yeah, and Asana then... does too. It's like an add on, though.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I know there's so many good tools. I am a tool junkie, I have to say. So it's like the software. So I'm like the one you just mentioned. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look look it up next.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you'll have to check out Funnel Streams because. Um, well, I think anybody listening, because that is one of like, it's, so it's a white label version of go high level. It's actually black owned, which is pretty cool too. Oh, wow. And, um, everything is in it. CRM website, um, social media scheduling is in there too. Really? Um, yes. You can run email campaigns, landing pages, Holy. um, CRM, like everything. Like there's just blog is in there now too. Like What's it called again? It's called funnel
0: streams. I can send you a link for it. Yeah. Yeah. Funnel streams. Yeah. Oh, I haven't yeah. heard of that one. I know. Yeah. I love finding out new tools. It's so good. So, um, what's next for you after this one goes live? You're going to well, do a season two? Do you think or? or oh, I'm definitely doing a yeah. season two.
1: This this is a this is an all year long podcast. So love this it. is kind of a new a new, uh, yeah, all year long podcast. And then I'll be launching some master classes to go with the podcast too. So Smart. this is a this is an all year long thing. <laughs> I'm committed. Yeah, you're committed. <laughs> Woo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and tell me about your launch party because you you I was like, oh, I love that idea of mm-hmm. because you are batching and everyone's kind of together in this cohort, so to speak, for the yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you working that the launch of it? That sounds exciting.
1: Yeah. So with my corporate podcast, I had done a very similar thing because you all know in corporate there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of people you gotta talk to before you do things. It's yes. a little bit different than like podcasting on your own um and so i had a launch party for my corporate one to really thank all of the contributors um, and kind of get some excitement and some buzz around the podcast yeah. too so how i'm going to leverage it for this particular podcast this is like my personal one um i want to allow people that have projects to you know connect and network so there'll be a networking component of it yeah. um we're going to play some games uh, some fun trivia games uh, we'll watch the trailer together like it's going to be kind of a um, just kind of a fun fun get together via zoom um, to connect different people but yeah. again it also is about what do your podcast guests value and so when you have the time to actually sit down and and plan things you get to listen to your podcast guests you get to take notes about what's important to them and um really cater to that so a lot of them keep saying meaningful connections are important so okay Mm. let's have this this event let's connect let's share what we're doing what we're working on we're passionate about let's embrace this launch together you know with with that um and then i think people will be more inclined to promote cross promote other people's episodes once they see that you know and make that that connection it's like you need to make a couple touches to really work with people um because what I realized too, and this is like, again, leveraging is is my middle name. That's why I love the name of your podcast. Um, <laughs> but you have to find people, if you're, if you're secure in yourself, you'll do this. And if you're, if you're not secure, you can work on it and you can eventually do it. Um, but you have to find people that add value. And sometimes it's in the same areas that you add value in, right? Um, I am a specific type of person. And so I may not resonate with everybody that comes across my content or that comes across my brand but guess what I might have other people in my arsenal that I feel like will be a better fit and so mm. my mindset was always having different folks around me that I can leverage to or that I can you know refer somebody to or connect them with um, because I may not always be the right fit you know yeah and that's okay but it's about then how do you help somebody else and how you uplift people in the process so it's not me then I have a bunch of amazing women friends that have been on the podcast
0: um that can help yeah. me, you know yeah I know I feel like um I don't like the word competitors or competitive I'm like mm-hmm. we're all in it together and mm-hmm. we're all so different different personalities different you know what I mean themes yeah. and and topics and mm-hmm. it's like why not just be all one big happy family
1: yeah. Correction. I am competitive though when it comes to like board games and stuff, just <laughs> sidebar. <laughs> so don't try me at Monopoly or dominoes or anything,
0: you know? But that's hilarious. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> you're hilarious. Well, how can people find your podcast that is coming up and uh and connect with you? I think you just have yeah. great energy and you're you're super intelligent and smart and I love how you've you know, created this podcast journey for yourself and the one that's coming out. So um, yeah, I'm excited for your launch.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. People can find me at yourbreakupbestie.com and um, all my social media handles are there. I am the most present and active and I will communicate back with you on Instagram. Yeah. That is my preferred method. Uh, but I'm on pretty much every platform. So if you go to yourbreakupbestie.com, you can find
0: me there. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me and chatting and sharing your behind the scenes. Thank you for having me. All right. See you folks next week. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. Your next step, head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are guesting on podcasts but still feel like the best kept secret and you want to create authority boosting content with ease while attracting leads and clients, then request a free podcast guest leverage audit to transform your results. Head to leverageyourpodcast.com slash guest audit.